This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Report, longest-running Barnsley FC podcast, um, powered by the best of Barnsley and part of the fans network by TalkSport. As always, your three presenters for this evening. Um, it's the man with many bricks in his hoodie, if you're watching on YouTube, it's Steve <laughs> Andrews. Steve, um, you're a bit see-through today, mate. I don't know. I'll tell you what, as long as internet keeps going, I've get Amster some... Uh, Little bit of vegan stuff. See if it tries a bit better this week from last week. But I don't know what's going off with this. I don't know. Oh, wrong side again. I've just done that before. Yeah, I don't know what what this is, but yeah. And to bring some normality and validated opinions to the podcast, we also welcome Ian from the Tides Blog. Ian, good evening. Good evening. Um, and I, we have to say we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, the Portsmouth result first. Um, I'll ask Steve. Initially, and then we'll come back to Ian because Ian's got a. Uh, you had a bit of an experience, didn't you, Ian, on uh, on Saturday? You you went to a different league and a and a different venue. So when we talk about referees and, 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 and got the same and got the same result, referees. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Steve, uh, you know it's it's a four four hour hours drive to Portsmouth. The team obviously was there after the uh, after the Exeter away match midweek. Um, good result midweek. What did we thought first of all of the performance against Pompey? Do you know what it was that it was that that good a performance against Portsmouth that I can't remember a bleeding thing about it? <laughs> it was that you know I'm that that excited that pumped up with performance that I watched. You know it's it's things like that. I feel sorry for guys who did drive all that way down. Um, Apart from probably Bobby Thomas, uh, who had a you know a really really good game and it looks as though he's a really really good player. Please stay. Um, very, I thought very lackluster to be quite honest. Um, nothing, you- nothing, nothing inspired me anyway. Let's put it that way. You've been listening to the Reds Report. We'll be back next week. Hey, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I, th- I think we sort of 
Um, the, the midweek performance against Exeter got our hopes up a little bit. We'd found that form again. And it, I, I just thought Portsmouth may be frustrated us a little bit, but everything that we tried and worked against other teams just, just wasn't working. I suppose what we could say as, as a real positive, obviously, we you know, we, we salvaged a draw, which a draw away at Portsmouth we probably would have taken, you know, yeah, at the start. Yeah. But it's that never-say-die attitude, isn't it? It's, and I'm going to call it the Duff effect because I think... He expects, doesn't he, whether we play for 90, 92 or 102 minutes, sweat on the shirt, and that, in the end, got us um, that equaliser. Um, you, you'll have seen the highlights, um, Ian. I mean, he just mentioned Bobby Thomas there, but uh, two in two, isn't it? And at 14 to one, I'll tell you, my savings are looking great. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's only on loan, but he looks a belting signing, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, we've said, I think we said last week, he looks great comfortable on the ball Kundi could learn a few things from him uh, and he's finding the net as well What what's not to like really uh, with him and I mean we said said last week didn't we you took four points from six out of those two games that's two places that we don't normally win at uh, did well for 60-65 minutes at Oxford um, and it, it was probably about getting the result over the performance on Saturday wasn't it it was a matter of um you didn't want to get beat. Keeps that unbeaten run going. Um, so, yeah, might not have played so well, but you, you take a draw down at Fratton Park every day of the week, I think. Mm. But it shouldn't um, have been a draw, though, should it? Let's be honest. Shouldn't have been a draw. No. Should have been a win. No, absolutely. If referee and fans got... have... Yeah. Going too much. Um, agreed with us on Twitter as well and said we were robbed and ref were poor as well so they were fair enough to say it were a bad it was a shocking decision and let's look at, let's talk about the team first because first start for Max Watters up front Norwood slight injury so so he started um I mean it's difficult isn't it because we're not gonna form an opinion on the player for playing you know 64 minutes that he played and um you know away away Portsmouth they, they frustrated us a bit what I, I did think was interesting is that Connell came off for Russell, Phillips came off for Josh Martin. More about that with Steve later. Uh, Watters <laughs> came off. <laughs> Watters came off for Ollie Shaw. So all these sort of buys. Oh, sorry, and Jordan Williams came. Uh, Barry Cotter came on for Jordan Williams. So the the players that came in towards the end of that transfer sort of period, um, all got a chance. And listen, um, seventy six minutes or sixty four minutes, so you know, half an hour tops. But it's good to see that they're all match ready, isn't it, Ian? Because sometimes, you know, we've talked about it before when a player comes in, oh, they've not played, they're not going to be ready while April. But actually, all of them <laughs> got at least sort of 25 minutes, 30 minutes, which is good to get that yeah. under the belt. Um, yeah, anybody yeah. stand out in that time for you? Not for me, because I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's end of that conversation. It's a short show tonight, isn't it? Let's just call Thank it a day now. Thank you for listening to Action the rest of the I think, I think for, for me, for me, joking apart, I think um, you just want an injury-free squad, don't you? So then um, Duff's got options off the bench. If we could, I'm not saying we will have two players for each position, but if Williams and Cotter are both fit, You've got that option in a game. You've got four or five strikers to choose from that you can rotate two at a time. Um, I think, and that's got to be the, hopefully the luxury. We've not had it this season, have we, with the injuries? But then with Luke Thomas on his way back, Tedich on the way back. He's if we don't get any new injuries in a few weeks, he's going to literally have a couple of players for most positions, isn't he? Which is a great position to be in. So then you can bring people off 
I'll bring people on with 20, 30 minutes to go. Keep it all yeah. fresh. Um, anybody stand out for you, Steve? I mean, to talk about the, the you know the long throw, which you know, yeah, I've got it, it's a bit of a weapon if if, if, we, if we can use them. But anybody stand out for you saying actually didn't play bad? Yeah, I thought. I mean, obviously, you know, the obvious were Bobby Thomas. I thought when Cotter came on, uh, he looked tidy again. Big throw. Um, I thought you know going forward he looked to be all right. Perhaps needs a little bit. Bit more match fitness, but he, uh, I, I thought he looked, he looked quite good. Um, didn't really see a great deal of of Shaw or Waters. I, I thought, and again, that were down for me to just poor service. Um, I thought Phillips, for one at game, he was just non-existent. Very, very few touches, no, no impact on game at all. Uh, he went off and somebody else came on who had absolutely no interest in playing and did absolutely nothing as he always does. Um, so in that respect, I, you know, it, it strikes me that if you've got one player that's not playing particularly well, you can usually cover it. And that's, you know, that happens nearly every game. But I think last few games, we seem to be having two or three players that just aren't quite... I mean, Jordan Williams has been an off, a bit off this last couple of games as well, so it's nice to know he's got a little bit of competition. Um, I must, I've must i got to mention Collins. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen uh, a change in goal. I would have liked to have seen probably Eisted come in just to, just to you know, perhaps give him a, a kick-up backside because up to now, every time I see him play, he just... <laughs> He just plays without any enthusiasm at all. Look on his face. It's uh, somebody's, you know, somebody's nicked his chips or something. I don't know. He just looks so down all the time and it just doesn't enthuse for me. Um, it doesn't enthuse any confidence anyway. So I'd, li- I'd, I'd, still, I'd still like to see a change at back in keeper. Is there any, for, for both on you, of, of the sort of like new players that come on, is there anybody you think, no, I'd like to see them start? For instance... I know he wasn't, I mean, he only came on in the 76 minute. When Jonathan Russell came on in midfield, you sort mm. of went, he's like... Always a big lad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I, I, is, is that maybe what we need? Because if you look at Kane, I know Benson's injured, but you look at Kane, Connell is probably more deeper, but they're all, you know, this is like a tall, towering figure, ball-to-ball midfielder. Is that somebody you, maybe you like to see more of, or maybe you sh- if you can shuffle it around instead of Phillips? Um, are, are you going to keep... Uh, Josh Martin, how would you like him to see a line on Saturday, Steve? I thought, I thought you'd gone delirious then, mate. You've been taking <laughs> drugs again. Uh, it's inset day tomorrow. That's inset day tomorrow. <laughs> no, for me, for me, as I said, last couple of games, Phillips, you can drop Phillips tomorrow for me and, and bring Russell in. Um, Herbie Kane is doing a lot of running about. I don't know if Ian will agree with me. He's doing a lot of running about, a lot of challenges, but he's still, and it infuriates me. He just wants to play that Hollywood pass we aren't looking up. And a number of times he just hits it blindly and it goes nowhere or it just goes to their player. And it's so infuriating, it really is. Um, so, yeah, definitely I think Russell uh, uh, Russell needs to come in. Um, and then it's, well, take your pick for other midfield berth. And obviously Connell's got to play anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um Let's look at what about if is that same for you, Ian? Anybody that you think you know? Let's 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 have a look at this because we're at home as well, and I think that does make probably. I mean, there were a decent following to to to, to Hampshire, but uh, being at home again, it feels like it's it's been a while kind of thing. Is yeah. it is 
is that maybe a good time to put some of these new ones on to get you know the fans on board? As in, you know, to get that momentum going, or would you say you probably play the same and maybe start one and and, and look at sixty minutes or so and put them on? You could probably argue that without wanting to <clears throat> weaken the side too much, you don't want to suddenly drop points on Saturday. It's a good opportunity against Cambridge to maybe start Cotter and give Williams the rest. I agree. Stick Russell in. I mean, he was in a playoff a playoff final only in the summer, so it must be something about him in midfield. And we need that a bit of steel in midfield. And like uh, Steve says, uh, Kane does a lot of running around. He does look for, well, he looks to make a pass, but doesn't look <laughs> a lot of the time. Do you know what I mean? And he's trying to drive us forward without actually just having that little bit of guile to look up first. Um, and I'd like to see some of the, I'd like to see Shaw or Waters, the, you know, strikers-wise. That's no disrespect to Norwood, who's played really well these last few weeks. But I'd like to see what they can do. Maybe give one of them a decent spell, see what they can do. Because Waters, we've been waiting for him to get fit. I know Shaw signed a bit later in the window, but I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them get minutes. Mm. Um, Cambridge at home, then. Let's talk about the match first and then what the club is putting on um, afterwards. Cambridge, currently 23 out of 24th. So second from bottom, 26 points, a goal difference of minus 23. Um, and just to put that in perspective with us, we've played a game less. Uh, we're on plus 10 and 47 points. So if, if, if you're a statistician, you say that's, that's, a, that's a home banker, although we know it doesn't always work out like that. And it's very much, Steve, isn't it, about us starting on the front foot and, and, and doing what, what we've done, like against Cambridge, um, you know, Accrington, those sort of matches where from the start... We just impose and, and play the game that we need to play rather than trying to counter what they're trying to, trying to do to us. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see a start like we did against Oxford. That first 25, 30 minutes against Oxford, uh, we, were, we were brilliant. Um, and that's the sort of thing we need to be maintaining now for, for longer, if not for all the game. Um, morale should still be fairly high. Like you said, we've got a lot of people coming back off, off injury. Uh, I think Russell and Tedic played beginning at week. Was it beginning at week or end of last week in a in a in a under twenty threes or something like that? I saw something on Twitter. Um, so you know, let's have a little bit of a check up on bench, maybe. Um, I agree with you, and I'd like to see Cotter come in, um, give Williams a rest. I'd like to see him give Cole a rest. Although Devante Cole's done really well. I'd like to see him have a bit of a rest um, and, and, like you say, Waters and Shaw, maybe. Um, but, no, if we can keep starting as well as we can and get off to a good start, maybe get one, two two goals up, maybe. Um, it just You just feed off it then, don't you? And all, all, the, all the players will, will feed off that momentum, hopefully. So it'll be nil-nil then, will it? <laughs> <laughs> and I take it that that's same for you, Ian, isn't it? It's very much we're at home. We have to... But I, I don't think... I haven't looked at things. But I don't think they'll be bringing many supporters. I mean, and there'll be a few, but it's, it's Cambridge. I mean, bottom of the... Well, yeah. next to bottom of the table. They'll bring some... It's very much for the fans to do their job and get behind the team. And I know Steve will say we need to see... The, you know what I mean? Like, 
we, we don't want to start cheering because we're one or two nil up. It no. needs to start. So we all need to clap it, really hard yeah. with Time Riders on. And that will no, <laughs> no, we don't want to clap to Time Rider at all. <laughs> um, um, I, think, I think last I heard they were bring, they'd sold 500 tickets. Um, I looked, yeah. I, I looked, yeah, I looked at their um, stats. I think is it the last 16 or 18 games have only won two. So they've been on a really bad run since about September. Since we last played them, um, they've gone downhill. But they got a decent home draw with Ipswich only last week. So um, we should be putting teams like that away. Like like Steve said, the way we started against Oxford, the way we played against and controlled the game against Accrington, I'd like to see that mirrored on Saturday against Cambridge and dominate the game. Because we know, if, very rarely do if we go one behind... Do we salvage anything out of it? We did on Saturday, but that was a rarity. We've got to score for I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, you reds, order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Yes. Yeah. And also, um, which I forgot to mention earlier, but you've led me perfectly into it. <laughs> At times, it doesn't really matter, does it, what our form is on our way from, because there is that man in the middle, either in black, orange, or yellow. Or woman. Can have like a huge... Or woman. Yeah, or woman. Yeah, or woman. Yeah, that can have a huge influence. Um, just about the... Um, the, the, the the incident, as, as, as we'll call it. And I saw the, I think it was the EFL Twitter or something, where they look with the referee at five talking points in EFL and the Barnsley one was one, where they sort of admitted, uh, you know, no referee wants to make a mistake like that. But it, it was a huge error, wasn't it? Because they talk about have, playing the advantage, but he, he he blew and never gave us the advantage. We could have been, you could doubt, would we have scored another? But that's, it was a perfectly good goal just chalked off far too early by a very, very eager referee, wasn't it, Steve? Or have you got other yeah. words to put it like that? He, uh, I think I think when ball hit back at net, you could still hear a whistle being blown, to be quite honest. Um he just never he never gave that that gap. I watched uh, a couple of games of at weekend uh, on Sunday, obviously, and I can't remember which game it were. And and, and the play went on for a good two, three, four seconds after a foul, before referee brought it back. Now, let's face it, we all know referees at minute are shocking. Um, usually, it's just us moaning about referees down at Oakwell. But I think it's every every, every football fan in country at the minute are, have got something to say about referees. And it's about time EFL did do something about it because... And I've said it before, referees are costing people <coughs> the jobs. They're costing, you know, 
they're costing the fans money because the entertainment is getting it's, they're killing it they're killing the entertainment and it's an entertainment <coughs> business so it, it comes back to should should you have mr x who's uh i don't know he's a bin man not wrong with bin men for five days a week but then on a saturday afternoon he puts <coughs> his boots on and gets this set a nice little silver whistle you know it's 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 about time now because of the money that's involved in football they need to look at referees and they, they need to they need to pull the socks up ian is there a call for managers are sort of um not contracted but one of their duties is post match to do an interview with whichever tv you know sky whatever uh, and, and a post-match press conference. Is there not a call for, or should there be a call for referees to maybe um, talk about some of the decisions? Because I'd love to, and listen, if a referee comes and says, I got that wrong, and I know it won't change the outcome, and I know it won't be a goal, but it would just be human to say, I got it wrong, I blew too early. I apologise to the fans. And that would give more credit, because now... And I've said this before, and I will say it again, but it, it just feels to me that EFL referees are very much like the royal family. You're not allowed to moan. You're not allowed to interview them. They're a little bit in a bubble. They come out every now and then, and they walk around, and they put their hand signals, and they blow the whistle, and then they're gone again, never to be spoken about again until the next back performance. Isn't it about time that for the money they get paid and the responsibility that they carry, and Steve is right, you know, managers lose not because of a bad decision, but if they lose that match, look at Barnsley, for instance. You know, if 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 that would have cost somebody the job because we didn't get three points or it meant we were relegated or whatever, isn't it about time that, that they took some responsibility for their actions? This should have happened years ago. Um, <clears throat> exactly what you've all said. Managers have to come out after a game and explain decisions. Players sometimes have to, you know, come out and explain what, what they did or didn't do. So why can't referees come out and be interviewed uh, and give uh, give an account? I mean, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not sure even if managers can go in the referee's room and, and in the dressing room and ask them the questions they're barred from doing that. It's like yeah, the, the, that's the, why they surround them as they come, go yeah, towards the tunnel, isn't it? They're, they're protected from anything, any criticism, and they can have an absolute stinker and walk away and get another job next Saturday doing another fixture. Just like the, the girl at Accrington has done, and I think she's even ended up in the championship for some games. Their almost failure is rewarded in in the terms of refereeing. And, and it's it's time they come out and like I said, and, and we're a bit more human and, and would explain it. Because that on Saturday, like Steve says, most games now, they only give it three or four seconds, see if the if if the advantage is played and blow it back. That was that ball's in net. One and a half seconds later, a second later, he should have just given that. And then, like Duff said, he, he pulls it back for free kick and doesn't even put the lad who scythed him down, you know, who come from nowhere and, and played no made no attempt to play the ball and took the man out. So there's no consistency. So why can't they come out and answer that question? Yeah, and I'd love to see. I don't know if I mean you might know more than me. I thought there was always an EFL observer doing like a scorecard on the referee. We don't get to see the scorecard. A referee has to give no reasons behind decision-making. And I just think, if it's the case like it stays now, well, he can make a mistake because there's no comeback, is there? Unless it's a blatant one, and then he might go to League Two for a couple of weeks. And then he comes back again because there'll be a shortage. We all accept that they're human. They're not robots. They don't expect them to get 100% of the decisions 
is right. But, you know, you expect them to get 90, nine times out of 10 right. And the ones that they don't, why can't they be, you know, genuinely asked about why did you make that decision? And if, like say, they throw their hands up and you, you kind of text the sting out a little bit. Yeah, okay. It's still, he's still charts it off. But if he could come out and explain it and say, you know what, I blew up a little bit too early. I'm sorry, I can't change it. Then text the sting out a little bit as well, doesn't it? But it, it does, because as a fan, it doesn't make it any better, but you think, well, at least. Because yeah. if somebody makes a mistake, if they just admit it, it the damage has been done as soon as he blew full-time or he didn't do anything else. So, listen, I'm, I don't know who's in the middle. I'm looking forward to a, a bit of a blog tomorrow from Tag's Block, Ian, you know, wink, wink, just to talk about the man in the middle or the woman in the middle to see what we can expect. <laughs> and the, the club is... Um, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just read some out what they put um, a couple of weeks ago. So it says... The club would like to notify supporters of a number of adaptations to the match day experience. Oh, well, we've talked about match day fan engagement. Following feedback from supporters via our recent fan survey and numerous fan engagement events, we are pleased to announce these changes. Get ready. So, when we welcome Cambridge United on Saturday, we will have a happy hour running from 1.30 to 2.30 with all items sold in our kiosks available on a three-for-two basis. Can we, can we jump in while you're Can we jump in on each point no, while you're I'm reading gonna, it? Is that all right? That's the first bit. So, right. three-for-two, 1.30 to 2.30. Really no, I, I, I want to come back a bit, if I can. Right. I'd like an happy... 90 minutes from three o'clock until quarter five is what I want. That's my happy three, you know, not happy. That's what you're going for, isn't it? That's what you buy your season ticket for. Yeah. Yeah. Score a goal and get another one free. Three book. Be nice. Yeah. yeah. You're not going for three book of pies for the price of two, are you? You're going for a decline to call that trick. No. No, but it's it's it, it's a step in the right direction, I suppose. They're trying to get people there earlier. Will that create an atmosphere? I, I don't know, but at least something is being done. Um, enjoy on the concourse, uh, the early kickoff, flat screen TV. In the East End, there are some musicians that will be playing to add up to the atmosphere and the build of the kickoff. Could be a problem if you're watching the match. I'm not saying it could be, but you know, if you're trying to. Anyway, uh, happy hour will also be available in the fan zone with food, drink, and live music. Fantastic. Next adaptation meet and greet staff will now be situated around the turnstiles of each stand. And they will be on hand to answer any questions that you may have, regardless of whether it's your first visit to Oakwell or if you are a regular. Have we got any burning questions, Steve, you'd like to ask on Saturday? Why is Martin still anywhere near first team squad? <laughs> answer that one for me. <laughs> we assuaged Jackie Ton and your little smoking, whatever it is, when you stood there while picking them as in. I, I tell you, I tell you what, I, I see that and I sort of I think. I get the initiative. I tell you what they ought to do, and every home match day, people can book a, a tour or whatever if it's their first ever visit. So people can take them through and saying the players will be coming out today. Where is your ticket? Right, so you're going to be sitting there, you know. And and and, and because if your first visit is a really good one, and you feel like people are investing, then I think something like that could probably work. And these people that have had season tickets for 20, 30, 40 years, like. Is, is is a meet and greet. And then you have to wonder, without being disrespectful, if this is new staff, will they know the answer to a question? <laughs> Who's referee today? But it's it, like it's like you say, if if you if you go regularly enough, you, you probably don't buy a program, you might not even spend any money at the ground. You go in, your money go in the club goes in the season ticket. 
which you, it, you know, it's the kind of, let's say, certainly like at, at the top level, your day trip of fans who go probably get to go once or twice a year and they'll be in the, 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 the superstore buying all the kits and spending the money. Most most football grounds, it's the diehards who go every week and they don't they don't want to be there an hour earlier just to have another pie or whatever. They're, they're going for the football and what they want to try and do. And I don't want to knock the club too much because they are trying to do something. They're just not. Yeah, exactly. No, what I'm saying. What you want is the the match to come three ten to three. The atmosphere ramping up so that when the away team come out, they're up again. Oh bloody hell! They up the atmosphere. They're up again. Up here and and a good ninety minute sort of atmosphere pitch side. Not coming in an hour earlier. You might as well just go go to a pub an hour yeah. earlier. I mean, yeah. Chat. I mean, I've Premier got... League match on before game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the hardest thing to change is somebody's habit. And let's face it, there are people that meet in the East Dean Club and they have two or three pints in the East Dean Club and they make the walk down. There are people that will go to the Mount and they will stay in the Mount and then they go to the Chippy, I'm looking at Steve here, and they get the Chip Butty and then they walk up them stairs and they yeah. make their way to the ground. There were people that might go to the Dove Inn or other pubs that are available. So I think... It's very hard to change those sort of routines by putting an offer on them. So I, I, I don't know if, you know, I, and we've said this before. And the idea, and it's like, I mean, I, I get the fans on, but the idea of standing out in the cold in February, drinking a beer in a fan zone when you could be in a nice warm pub with, with some football on the telly or yeah. some music on a summer and everybody's there chatting, like-minded people are chatting and in, in, in the warmth, you're going to choose that, aren't you, rather than be... Where the wind's howling on the back of the east. Of course, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we go down to what we did before, and I just think, come three o'clock, blare some decent music out, maybe put some huge spotlights that move to create. You know, like I know we can't do like, but you know, boxing where there's that ring walk where the lights go down, and I can't, you know, you can't make it dark, but do build it up at but three o'clock because it's yeah. important that the atmosphere is there that. at three o'clock, not outside but, when we're clocking along. But it's all. So allowing, like we've said, like a fan zone or something, whether it's in the Pontian where you can bring flags, you can, I know we've discussed drums and all that, but let, let fans stand if they want to stand. Don't let it be over-stewarded where they all end up fighting. Yeah. The atmosphere the atmosphere is not two hours before the game. The atmosphere has got to be at five to three. And they want to be looking at that bit rather than buying three for two. They want Because it's all right going in and getting you three for two and when the ref blows his whistle at three o'clock, the atmosphere dies, and it's like a bloody mark for ninety minutes. That's what I mean. I tell you what, I am intrigued to know though. When you said at the beginning that this is all about fanning, it, you know, what fans have said in a survey and what what fan clubs have, have put forward, I am, I'll be honest, quite amazed that anybody even put forward the fact that we would have meters and greeters at, at turnstiles. Why I I can't get my head around that. Why I don't want anybody to to greet me and welcome me to walk well. Do you know what I mean? I just I don't I don't I can't quite get my head around that. To be honest, Asda, that's fine. What we got yeah. on a special I'm nice sure muffins in doorway, <laughs> beautiful. But you know, I'm, what what I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, Here's your program. Let me, let me take you to your seat, sir. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Back. It'll be like they used to have in cinema back back in day when I used to go oh. when there used to be a young lady. Other men are available, obviously, with ice cream tray in front, you know, down to front. 
you know, no, you do that instead. Like I say, every whole match day, if this is your, and, and put it on, put it on social media, if this is your first match, you can book a tour with a meet and greet to explain. Because some people might be a bit like, oh, where do I, you know what I mean? I, 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 I get it. And I think it's great that they've listened. I'd like to know where it's come from because they sold 9,500 season tickets. So, the number of people that might be there for the first time is not that huge. To have them on every turnstile, you have to know one that wants the cost involved, and people will be saying, "Well, couldn't we save that money and gone maybe and bought somebody else or so should, Martin me, out of his contract?" Or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> for me, though, they should also be looking at going to. I mean, I don't know whether I don't think they do it, but going to local schools and dishing fifty t- free tickets out, yeah, getting yeah. all the kids in because there's your next generation of fan coming. <clears throat> uh, I, you see it, uh, I'm talking at work, there's people who, who follow various clubs and they've said their kids started going and suddenly they're addicted, they want to go back, even if it was a dreary nil-nil or something, because they love going. You've got to, that's what they should be looking at, not yeah. meeting and greeting Steve. It's an experience. <laughs> You've got to create an experience, whether it's your first time or whether it's your... I don't know, thousandth time ago in each each time you go and walk through them doors should be an experience that it's either music, all right, three for two on, on ale is fine because people do go and have a drink in ground, pies, etc. Yeah, if you want. But it, it comes back down to you want to be in your seat and entertained, perhaps not necessarily just by the football, maybe by other stuff that's going off as well. You know, it's all right having penalty shoot out at half time I mean at one time let's face it Toby Tight used to pick ball up in centre circle run down and score in away away goal and that used to get everybody up it was stuff like we can't do things like that now because you might upset somebody do you know what I mean it's 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 that everything's just seems to have been dampened down I I read this today and not long after, I had a year 11 coming in after a mock exam. And I know he's a big Barnsley fan, season ticket for many years. And I sort of said, what, what's your match day routine like? What do you do? And they said, oh, we, I go to the pub. I go to the pub with my dad, with my granddad and some other people. And I said, oh, there's this or this and this on. And he said, look, we won't go because we get a pint cheaper in a pint pot. Or How old is a year 11, if you don't mind me asking? No, About he he don't twelve. But, but no, 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 it's fifteen. But what he's saying is, oh. you get, my dad says it's better quality in a pub. It's cheaper. And yeah. it's a far better experience. Why should I stand? If you stand in the um, in, in the gangway, there's, there's there's not much happening. You sort of stood on your own a little bit, don't you? He says there's atmosphere in the pub. Everybody's together. That's where we've been going since I started getting a season ticket seven eight years ago. And it's going to be hard breaking those sorts of. I get it. There is a fan engagement tonight at Oakwell, which hopefully will you know you can keep your eye on Twitter and and, and the regular sort of sources will be reporting back on that. <clears throat> I think it's great they're trying to change it. I I, I just think sometimes I. And I, it, they said it's after feedback. I I don't know if there's been much feedback for meet and greeters. Offers, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right? But then people will say between half one and half two, you know, if there is an influx, can they deal with it? Because lots of people don't have, they have food from the chippy outside the mountain. They go to the burger fan because people are queuing to then hear. It's well, so like nice. you say, you say it's in concourse in East Stand because it's a big concourse. You can get a lot of people in. But what about people that sit in West End? What about people that's in Pontiend? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not it's not getting everybody. 
No, it, it's I mean, as though it's it's in the West End, all right outside, for some, but not for others. Yeah, in the West End, if you have a drink, obviously you're you're outside because you you you, you can't take it past that point. So, yeah. I, I, listen, and I, I, this is not like oh, let's find something to moan about. I think it's more about I think the fact that they're trying to change it is great. It is good. You need, you need to look at the time <laughs> of year that it is, and are people if it's you know two degrees, are they going to come in to buy that extra? I, I, I don't know. I, I I will be, and I'm like you. I don't care what it's like before three o'clock. But you know, when the team come out of the tunnel, I want it to be absolutely buzzing, not clapping, buzzing, roaring the, the lot. And I, I can't help but think that it's 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 like a firework, isn't it? If we can be that spark, that will hopefully then set the team up. Um, but it's we'll have to wait and see. And um, score predictions, lads, before we finish. Steve, you on the block first. Mads Anderson, but will be the first goal scorer, of course. But what's that? Final score going to be final score on Saturday will be <laughs> Barnsley three, Cambridge nil. Mads Anderson, oh, Mads Anderson. No, he's not scoring this week. Uh, Bobby always. Thomas is not scoring this week either. I'll tell you that. I think we're going to have um, one from Watters, uh, one from Russell. Oh, you heard it here, and um. Cotter's just going to throw one straight into it back at net. Just for laugh. <laughs> it, it's worth noting, Steve, not being correct in seven weeks with his predictions. But I hey, big odds. <laughs> and Ian, I'm, Steve I'm go- 3-0. What's your guess? I'm going I'm going 3-0. And how funny would it be if Mads Anderson scored an header at the back post? So I'm going yes. Anderson. Get in. <laughs> Come on. Um, Devante Cole's not playing Carlo so you can't have him no I'm going um, the same person I went for last time and he didn't um, and and we we haven't talked about him a lot but I'm going for Liam Kitchen Kitchen is going to get the goal Kitchen is going to sink Cambridge I'm sticking with it Uh, 4-0 lads 4-0 wow I thought thought I'd been smoking summer (laughs) 4-0 uh, yeah, so well, we're all we're all predicting a home in. Let's hope it is. A fun engagement tonight. Um, thank you for listening. This has been the Reds Report, powered by the best of Barnsley. Thank you to Ian from the Tigers blog. Steve, look at him. Look Steady. at him. Steady. Be careful. Be <laughs> careful. And what I should say is thank you to Ian from the Tigers blog. Thank you to Steve, and uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> it's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.